Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic update. And for this discussion, I am thankful thankful to be joined once again remotely today by Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Megan, how are you doing today? Great, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I appreciate you joining me as always. How's your uh, How's your fall season been so far? Mm, too fast. Yeah. It's too fast. You ready, so, for, ready, got... for, ready for Thanksgiving? Um, yes. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's like my favorite meal of the year. Mm, so, of course. yep. <laughs> How about turkey, you? turkey gravy, the oh, <laughs> yep. mashed potatoes. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, things yeah. things have been good. It's it's been a, a beautiful fall season. So I, I do I do miss going out for, for walks. It's getting a little too cold to go out for, for walks in the evening. So and it gets dark, it an, dark way faster now. That is exactly what I was just gonna <laughs> say. Yeah. Dark way too early. Not a fan of that. Yeah. If if we could end one thing, uh daylight savings would be my thing. Like let's just I've heard several stop that. yeah. I've had several people tell me the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be opposed. No, exactly. I would be completely fine with keeping it at one time, time in, in the whole, uh, all year long. All so, year long, good <clears throat> long, yeah. Well, Megan, uh, we're not here to talk about daylight savings time or turkey. <laughs> we're here to talk about the, the economic and market review for November. So why don't we get into it? Are we doing our our normal talk about the, the bad stuff first and then get into the good yeah, stuff? Yeah, let's. Let's get the bad stuff done and over with here, and then we can end on a positive note. Excellent. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, just kind of going through some of the data points that we and some of the news that's coming out um, regarding the markets and the economy that we that we here at First United like to pay attention to. Obviously, still top of that list is monetary policy mistakes. And we've you know, we've obviously been harping on that for over a year now since tightening began. Um the most recent meeting here in November, they did opt to maintain their current benchmark rate um, at five and a quarter to five and a half, and it's been there since July. Um, so you know they've kind of they've they've held steady here for a while. They do have one more meeting coming up in December. Um, again, this was the second consecutive meeting that they chose to to stay stay put. Um, that that comes with inflation slowing from its rapid pace from last year and a labor market that has been certainly resilient that we'll go into later on, um, but but slightly slowing just a little bit. Um, the increases have been targeted at easing economic growth and bringing a supply and demand mismatch in the labor market uh, back into balance. Gotcha. So the market is now reflecting no more rate hikes priced in the Fed's Fed funds futures, um, but we are still see, you know, still anticipating that higher for longer mantra will be the mainstay over the next several uh, meetings. Gotcha. So they, they, there is the expectation there will not be a hike at the final meeting. Um, probably not, especially with at all. Yeah, especially with the most recent inflation data cooling even further, which we'll discuss later on as well. Um, that bodes well for um, kind of holding steady again at the at the December meeting. Gotcha. So. Yep. So then another another number we like to look at is the ISM manufacturing index. Um, just to note, again, anything over 50% indicates growth. Um, 
the, it, uh, the manufacturing index has contracted for the 12th straight month. Um, it fell to 46.7% in October, seeing that um, decline in new orders, production, employment, and backlog of orders. Um, manufacturing really reached a floor of 46 back in June and was starting to, we were starting to see a bit of a rebound, but those high rates caused, has caused firms to pull back in capital spending plans. Mm -hmm. um, and in addition, I'm sure you heard in the news also about the United Auto Workers strike that also may have had an impact on some of the data. Sure. Um, yeah, but again, still respondents for this survey still are seeing a slowdown in demand levels. Right. Now, Megan, with the, the percentages, so you always say, you know, 50% is above 50% is growth and above 55. Yes. yes. It's is exceptional, exceptional growth. growth. Does it work yes. in reverse as well? So 45 would be exceptional decline? No, okay. no, just anything <laughs> below 50. I mean, it's obviously not good. Um, we don't like to be below 50 yeah. um, at all. You prefer to see some growth. So really anything below that 50 is is not a good indicator. But gotcha. but again, we were seeing some um, some rebound in that number until until October, really. Yeah. So um, but again, um, you know, those those high rates have really um put pressure on the industry and and then also that United Auto Workers strike may have had an impact on the data as well for the month. So so I'm anxious to see the numbers then for for November. Not wishing time away, but <laughs> but we'll see. Um looking looking down um at some of the more some more of the data um and, and again just news coming out um I'm sure you also saw in the news um got a new speaker of the house no. Mike Johnson. Um and and really that impending um, government shutdown, right? And we, we did get some news this week on that. Um, actually today, it, it did pass through the House and um, Senate. So it's basically though, no re resolution was really reached. We're basically just kicking the can down the road until next year, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, after the holidays. Yeah, and um, it, it's going to be tough for for him to gain um, bipartisan support, especially in that Democratic-controlled Senate. Um, so, you know, to be continued. <laughs> but at least now at this point, we're not, um, you know, anticipating a, sh a government shutdown before the holiday season. Got it. Um, looking at those, uh, that some of that inflation data that has come out, um, the October CPI, um, consumer price index report continue to show deceleration in inflation and it slowed by more than expected. So good news, some good news coming out of there. It's still obviously high, but we are seeing a, some softening in that number. Headline CPI rose by 3.2% in October on, on an annualized basis. So decelerating from that rate of 3.7% in September. It was the reading's first decline in three months. Uh, looking at a more reliable core which strips out the, the volatile costs of food and gas. Prices in October climbed 4% over, over the last year, which is lower than the annual increase that we saw in September. Monthly core prices climbed 0.2%, which was also lower than September's monthly rise. So some, some softening in the inflation, um, again, could help persuade the Fed to leave interest rates alone, at least, uh, at least for the last meeting of the year here in December. Um, However, again, the Fed is likely to keep interest rates at a current at current levels unless progress on inflation really stalls. So again, bringing back that higher for longer rhetoric. Right. Um, 
some more news coming out um, that's been in headlines and has certainly not been overlooked is the Israel-Hamas war. Obviously remains volatile. Um, the broader financial market impact of, of the war has been contained thus far. Um, with the operation ongoing, investors will still watch, though, for any broader escalation that may bring other regional parties into the conflict. Right. All right. So ripped it off like a Band-Aid, right? Yep, Let's, just get uh, it over with and then now we can <laughs> move on to the good stuff. <laughs> Let's finish with the positive. <laughs> Um, so again, looking at those jobs, they have been very resilient, have seen some softening, which is again, one of those double-edged swords, like we talked about previously, you know, you obviously you want jobs numbers to be good. Um, it's a sign of a strong economy, but also we do need to see some softening in those jobs reports to relieve the fed, um, and and those potential rate hikes. So the U.S. did gain 150,000 new jobs in October, which was below expectations. Again, in a sign that that there is a cooling demand for labor as those higher rates are starting to take a bite out of the economy. The unemployment rate did rise modestly to 3.9%. The rise in pay over the past year slowed also um, to a nearly two and a half year low, 4.1% from 4.3% in the month prior. Again, while that while that's still too high for the Fed, it is starting to trend in the in the right direction. That and really, what we're gathering from this data is the labor market's still very sturdy. Mm-hmm. Businesses are not hiring as many people as they were a year ago. Um, part of the reason is because workers are hard to find, owing to the worst labor shortage we've seen since World War II. But lots of companies are are suffering from slower sales, especially in this interest interest rate sensitive industries such as um, those housing and those manufacturing industries. Um, Continuing on with some jobless jobless numbers, um, the weekly jobless claims declined to a nine month low of 200,000 claims for for October. Um, But continuing claims have risen nearly 10 percent over the past six weeks, um, although the four week moving average is just off a nine month low, dropping by 18 percent over the past four months. All right. So taking a look at at, um, that ISM services index Mm -hmm. um, still in the growth in the growth camp. Right. It's at 50, 51.8 percent in October, but it did dip from 53.6 percent in September. Um, production, employment, and new export orders all fell. Production and employment remains in growth territory. New export orders, however, did is is down in um, negative growth territory. Um, however, new orders and backlog of orders did rise modestly and, again, remain in that growth territory. So the, the economy grew in the third quarter at the fastest pace that we've seen in a decade, excluding the pandemic years of 2020 and 2021. But higher interest rates and still high inflation are certainly bound to slow the economy um, in the in the tail end of the months of of this year. And sentiment around service around the services sector does remain positive, but momentum does appear to be fading as high rates are starting to inhibit growth. Hmm. So. Megan, what um, what are the, some of the current strategies that you all are employing based on what you're seeing in the markets, both negative and positive? Yeah, right now? yeah. So you know, we we kind of remain. We've we've been here for a while, right? We're still um, overweight fixed income at this point. Over you know, pretty heavy cash, mm-hmm. also in underweight equities. Um, going you know a little bit deeper into those particular areas. Um, 
especially within equities, we we are tending to lean a little more on that large cap space, even some um, alternative alternative equities, um, think, think like some hedged equity funds um, to offset some of the down days. Um, it, to really help offset volatility within the portfolio, we're, we're pretty light on that mid cap, small cap space, pretty light on that international space. And, we, and we've been there for a while. Um, and, and again, don't really anticipate moving any anytime soon from that. Got it. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today and providing our audience with such helpful insights as you always do. Uh, if any of our listeners have a question or want to learn more, what's the best way they can get the support they need? Yeah, absolutely. Just go to www.mybank.com, go to the wealth tab, and we can uh, you can send us an email or give us a call and we'll get you connected with your local account officer. Excellent. Thank you again. Megan Kinsinger, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.